BJJ Mat Times. All right, we're here with Coach Terrence today. Coach Terrence, how was the competition class? Uh, thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, competition class, as always, was, was a real burner. Um, I, I think Saturday class is the one I look forward to and dread the most all week because we train hard Friday night, kind of leave it all on the mat, and then the next morning we're, we're back here. So you're already drained from the week. Everything's sore. Everything kind of hurts. So it's a good, it's a good uh, opportunity to really sort of like push through that like whole week's worth of soreness and exhaustion and you get out of breath a little bit quicker. And plus today was like the first really warm day we've had in a while. So all those things just kind of hit and you're just on the mats and you just got to power through it. Oh, yeah. I, I noticed like, like Saturdays are rough, especially because, I mean, we get after it pretty hard on Friday nights. So it's, it gets a little rough. Well, we run the kids class, too. And some of our kids are getting so good, I feel like running the kids class, I, I get like a warm up and even some rounds in first. So even stepping into that competition class, it's like we've got a couple of kids that have already run me ragged. So <laughs> I got my work cut out for me on Saturdays. Yeah, you're pre-worn out before you even get to the comp class. All right. Well, hey, quick session on the mats here. We're going to talk about a few things. Or actually, I'm going to ask you a few questions about some things here. So, hey, what's something you've learned this week that's helped change your game? This week, I really, we worked a lot on the um, reverse de la Hiva, and it's not a position that I've played a lot in the past. I play a lot of de la Hiva. I don't play a lot of reverse de la Hiva because in open guard, I tend to play a lot of pressure guard. You know, I, I like to pull people into me. I like to play things like butterfly guard. I like to lift. I like to elevate. And reverse de la Hiva makes me very nervous because my knee's in the center of their body. And that leaves me open to like leg drags and getting my, my, my knees collapsed and ending up in dope mount and things like that. And I, I don't like that stuff. So um, I, I typically am very nervous when I play like reverse de la Hiva. And one thing that Jake really showed me this week that was a bit of a game changer was when they push to the outside using that free foot that I otherwise would be using to cross my feet or, or bring in for like the traditional de la Hiva, plant it on the ground. And that stabilizes. And that keeps them from shifting their weight and collapsing your knees together. And that to me was like, click, click. So this is like, and it, it's always been a disadvantage to my game because there's natural positions, there's natural times where reverse de la Hiva comes in really handy. Uh, it's a way to like isolate them. And I would avoid it. So that was like a big hole in my game. Um, but now that I've got that like foot on the hip and that stabilization with the far collar, that allows me to kind of put that piece back and, and start to play with that. And I think it's going to let me build some new things because I used to just like skip it. I would just skip, I would just skip it and try to like go to single leg X or go back to butterfly. And now I think I'm, I'm going to play with that position a little more. I think I'm going to, it's giving me the confidence to, to kind of settle into it and, and see what happens with it. What's a move you're working on right now? Besides, um, besides reverse de la Hiva, one of the things that I'm working on a lot right now is, I, I guess, less a specific move and more of like a, a general like position, working on getting contact when people are passing from the outside. So like, you know, historically my game is vulnerable when um, I'm playing open guard and they get two pants grips and they collapse my knees. And um, if I can't reach an ankle, breaking those grips or getting counter grips on like the elbows, getting tight and sort of like rotating when they try to pass so I can keep my knees between us. Um, uh, that was a weakness of mine in the last tournament. So like really like crazy, I've been working on that. Um, just following them, making sure that they, their hips don't turn the corner. And if they get like the double hands on, on the pants, keeping my knees collapsed and staying tight. That's, that's something I've been working on like crazy. Now we're coming to the hardest questions, the hardest questions. Take down or guard pull. 
it, it's so funny. Um, if you'd asked me this like a year ago, I'd have been like guard pole. So my entire career, like I started jujitsu in, in Ohio and a lot of my teammates were like wrestlers. And I had a couple of kids in the Ohio State wrestling team were there. And I didn't have any background in wrestling. I ran track. So like for my entire jujitsu career for the last like 13 years, I am like an incorrigible guard puller, always pulling guard. But like one of the things that I found is since competing at black belt is I tend to get pulled on. People tend to really, they don't, they don't fight for takedowns much. Most of my opponents in tournaments, they, they actually pull guard. So I find myself in this weird position where like I'm getting pulled on all the time. Um, because I think you know, one of the tactics you know, at, at black belt that you see, which is really, really common, is guard pull, get a deep position, eat a minute or two and look to sweep, score, and then look to either pass or burn down time for a minute or two. And you, just, you see that again and again and again. So I think what I'm sort of thinking about is if, if I'm getting pulled on, my focus is going to be on making sure that my hips are forward, making sure that I'm shedding the collar grip, and making sure that I'm not getting broken in half when they pull guard. I think it's one thing when I'm, because last few tournaments I was going into it like I want to fight for takedowns because it's always been such a weak part of my game. I want to fight for takedowns. And I'm finding the guys are like pulling on me and I'm lurching forward. So when they're getting the foot on the hip, my chest is coming forward and they're stretching me out and it's leaving me vulnerable. So I think now my next focus is going to be, all right, still going to look for takedowns, but prepare for the guard pull. So now I'm going to think hips forward, chest forward. And now my focus is not going to be, all right, shoot the single leg, shoot the single leg. It's going to be more like grip fight. The things that we teach the kids, I've got to break that collar grip. So I think, like, to answer your question, like, like in a nutshell, thinking about, guard, thinking about takedowns but preparing for the guard pull. Got it. Okay. The round has already started. You're going second hardest question. Guard player, guard passer. Which one? Guard player. Guard player. I want to be in a position to pass the guard, and I have faith in my guard passing, but historically I'm a guard player. Um, I would rather, I would rather, if I had a mirror match, you know, you know like growing up playing like Mortal Kombat, you have a mirror match, and you have to fight yourself, like, if I had to fight myself, I would rather be in guard fighting my passing game than try to pass my own guard. Got it. So, uh, next competition, what are the next steps uh, when you get back on the mat for uh, competition? May 6th, I'm going up to do the Jiu-Jitsu World League up in Fullerton. I've got a bunch of us going. Um, so, I'm heading back on there. Competed like a month or two ago. Didn't go great for me, but I learned some things. And I'm heading back up to Fullerton. And I'm, I'm going to get back in there and um, get back in there and, and, and do it again. Have more fun. And then looking past that, my goal is to do the Masters Worlds this year. Nice. We want to do Masters Worlds this year. That's my, that's my focus. In between next month and then, uh, it's up in the air. I'll kind of play it by ear. It's going to depend on like, work schedule and when the tournaments are. But definitely getting back on in a couple weeks. And we'd love to get back on in, um, I guess, September. I think it's probably September. And then probably one more Jiu-Jitsu World League toward the end of the year. So I want to get back at least three more times this year. Bonus question for you. Since you're one of the coaches, what are you teaching right now? So big, big, big emphasis on the guard for the last few weeks, top side and bottom side. Uh, and there's two reasons for that. One is I think the guard is just one of the most fundamental positions in jiu-jitsu. I think that a lot of the techniques and mechanics which are applicable in all sorts of positions really are evident there on the guard. So, so there's a sense in which 
it's really hard to learn a lot of details in jiu-jitsu if you don't understand the fundamentals of the guard, the fundamentals of like posturing, because posturing is all about like hips forward. Well, similar thing with takedowns, similar things with uh, like escaping the back. It's all about hip position. And same thing from like the bottom. It's all about breaking posture. It's all about getting them to expose limbs. And I think like, I think one thing that I notice is, especially I think with a lot of kids' programs, and to an extent with ours, like the guard is just like another position rather than like the fundamental position. Because like the way if somebody's passing your guard, the way the guard opens is going to dictate how you end up in half guard. And the way you react to that is going to dictate, you know, can I get the underhook and move to the back? Or can I get on my hip? So like, like just the guard sets up everything. And, you know, the other reason is, is, you know, we had some kids in competition that, you know, were very competitive, you know, did well, but just like, like the guard was difficult. And you could get a sense that like they could survive in the guard, they could posture, but they struggled to open it. And if they would try to open it, they kind of would get left vulnerable. So big focus on kind of like doubling back and saying, all right, let's, let's kind of patch up like little holes. Let's now think about, all right, everybody's doing a great job posturing. Nobody's breaking you down when you posture. But then you go to break the guard and then you lose your posture. Now let's think about doing those things at the same time. These were like different things. We would do like one week of you know, posturing in the guard. And then, and then a couple weeks later, we would do like guard passing. Now let's think about putting them together. Now we're going to think about posturing and guard passing at the same time. So I think what I want to do, big focus now, is taking a bunch of lessons, which I think we kind of like spaced out. Because you know, the past approach was don't hammer one position too much or they get bored, you know, kind of like rotate them. But now I think I've changed my philosophy on that. Now I'm kind of thinking about, oh, these are the lessons which were discrete before. Let's get them together because I, I really want them in their minds to start putting positions together. I want them to think about knee back, hips forward. Ah, okay, that's my posture. So when we do knee back, hips forward, like past the guard, that feeds back into what we just did the week before about posture. So posturing, hips, knee, trap the legs, step over. So I, I want to do more to get them to start like connecting those dots in their head and start getting these positions less to just be like individual discrete positions that we move through and more like steps on a path that equal a transition or equal a next position. As soon as those kids start putting that together in the minds, and some of them already are, then I, I think we're going to have a lot of really kick-butt jiu-jitsu students. That's amazing. Coach Terrence, thank you. Five, ten minutes here. We're doing five, five, ten minutes on the mats right after class talking about what's on our minds, what we're working on, and what we're teaching. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Love it. Thrilled Have to be here. Have a good day, and I will see you on the mat. See you then. BJJ Mat Times.